Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. As usual, we are going to be talking about Jesus. Of course, we're talking about Jesus. And Jesus wants us to know him. He wants us to be ready so that when he returns, we know who he is. He wants us to know exactly who he is. And we can do that now. We can get to know him right now so that when he comes, we know him. So that he's not going to say, Away from me, I never knew you when you stand before him. Now's the time to get to know him. And we're not ready because we don't know him. And we shy away from him because we think that he doesn't want for us what we want. We think, lots of times, we think Jesus is taking things away from us. I want to prove to you today that that is not true. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you are good and you only want good for us. In fact, you have more for us than we could even ever imagine. We thank you that you have a good plan for us and that we can see that today. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. You are so good. We're so in love with you. He is just so wonderful. And the reason that we don't know that he is is the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does that with thoughts. He comes into your thought life, and he just lies to you about Jesus. And he makes you think Jesus, as I said, wants to take things away from you. I've heard people say, Jesus just wants me in this little box. And it's so the opposite of the truth. Satan wants to imprison you, and he does that with his lies. The Word of God tells us to take captive every thought. He comes into your thought life. That's the key. When you read the Word of God, mysteries are revealed. God really doesn't want to be a mystery to you. He wants you to know everything, and Jesus said that. He said in Mark 4 that he was revealing the mysteries of the kingdom of God to the disciples because they were following him. They wanted to know. They lay down their life for Jesus to walk in his way. And when we do that, we're really giving up less than and gaining more than. And Jesus said that. Remember the rich man? We talk about him often, or I do. He said, give your stuff away. Sell your stuff. Give it to the poor and follow me. And then he said, whoever gives up brothers, sisters, mothers, things, anything for the sake of the gospel in this lifetime, we'll have a hundredfold return. So there's a lot of ifs. you got to qualify. You have to be willing to let go of what you have now to enter into the kingdom of heaven, to do things God's way. And that's where it seems like we're giving things up. But really what we're giving up is things having a hold on us. And Jesus wants us to know that because the enemy is lying to you. And Jesus has more for you than you can get by yourself even. So Ephesians 2.10, 1 I'm going to say Jeremiah 29.11, he has a plan. I know the plans for you, and they're good, but you just got to get out on the water and trust that his plan is good. And sometimes during that time that you're trusting him, things don't seem that good, and it doesn't seem like we're doing better than the world, which is the place where he's going to get us, show us that he has more for us than we can do on our own. So, Ephesians 2.10, we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. First thing He wants to do is recreate you in His likeness, in Christ Jesus, because that is where there is fullness of joy. 
He is perfect. He is, he is perfect in happiness, peace, joy, contentment. His, his, everything about him is perfect. Mature. God's definition is mature of perfect. Um, growing up to be like him. When you can be like him and you can forgive and you can love, that is a freedom in its maturity. It's silly, really, to hold a grudge. It's childish. And when you're holding a grudge, it's because you're protecting yourself. And you're protecting yourself because you haven't been set free by Jesus to just be happy, no matter what anybody would say or do. And it's a place you have to walk through, and then he just covers you with his glory, and you just don't get hurt unless you start dwelling on it again. But if you just dwell on him and walk with him and let him set you free, that's a place that you want to be. So we are his own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in his likeness, born anew, born again, seeing things the way he says, sees things. Jesus said you can't enter into the kingdom of God unless you're born again, unless you surrender to him, and then you can see the light. You really can't. So that we may do those good works, you know. So many people are afraid of doing good works, but Jesus went around doing good. He went around healing all who were oppressed, especially all who were oppressed and harassed by the enemy. He did that with wisdom. He showed us the truth. We don't have to be harassed and oppressed by the enemy. So that we can do the good works that God predestined. He planned for us to do, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. He has a good work for you to do, a good plan that he has prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So that good plan he has for you to do isn't working to make a living. Like, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing now, like what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. It gives me happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. But it took me a while God a while to get me to this place, or it took me a while to trust him and let me recreate him in his likeness so that I could actually do what he was calling me to do, this among other things. And so isn't that cool? He has a good plan for you and you trust him. It's going to be in Ephesians 3.20, I want to read to you, it's going to be more than you can ask, think, or even imagine. Now in him who in by consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, he's able to carry out his purpose and super abundantly far over and above all that we do or even ask infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and or dreams. And so whatever you have in mind for you, he has more than that for you, more than you can imagine, more than you could hope for or think about. That's what God wants to tell you today. So just don't worry about all that stuff you're worrying about. Don't be like the heathen running around trying to figure out what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Seek his way, Matthew 6.33, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things that you're going after, that Satan's trying to get it so that they're your God, will be added to you. You don't have to worry about your need. Jesus said, your father knows what you need. The birds aren't, you know, worrying about what are we going to eat, drink, and wear. He feeds them. And when you stop trying to take care of yourself and let him take care of you, then you will see that provision. When you're willing to lay down that old life, 
which we've talked about, and we not we need to keep talking about it. You know, to go for him, you got to let go of what you were doing by yourself. And that can take time. And all this has to do with being ready for Jesus. When you're ready for him, you're ready to surrender your whole life and say, I don't want to live that way anymore. I don't want to live less than. You know, I was trying to figure out something for myself with my means, what I could do without Jesus. And then he spoke to me and he said, what are you doing? I can do for you far above more than you can ask or think. And people do that. We do that. We just think that, you know, well, I can do this if I do that, and I can do this, and I have the means to do this. And he's saying, uh-uh, that's not faith. What you can do for yourself is not faith. I want to do for you more than you can ask or think. Far above what you can infinitely beyond in highest, your highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So just like you want to do for your children, God wants to do for you more than you can ask or think. And sometimes while you're waiting, it's discouraging. And I want to tell you how to get through that as you go to him and say, what's going on? Can you encourage me? Can you show me? And he does that. But like if you want to spend a whole day just depressed and thinking the worst, then you can get really depressed. And in that day, you could give up. You could give up on Jesus and like take out a loan or something or um, go have surgery when you didn't have to have surgery. He has for you more than you can ask or think. And the thing is, is, we're always meditating on what we don't have. What is? What if God got out in the dark and started meditating on the dark? What if he just focused on what is instead of saying, light be? Instead of calling those things to be not as though they were. That's the other part we have to do. We have to learn his principles, his way of doing and being right. And we have to call those things to be not as though they were. You know, maybe all of a sudden you just start feeling sickly and and you get a headache and maybe you even go get checked for COVID and then maybe it's even positive. And you keep going down that direction and you're without faith and without God and he can't help you. But if you turn it around, you can focus on him. By his stripes, you were healed as a truth, but then you can't focus on what is, just like God didn't focus on the dark. You can't focus on the dark. You got to focus on the light. You got to focus on the truth. You got to meditate the truth. Or you can sit in the corner and hang out with the enemy and um, meditate on those lies that he's showing you. You can do that, or you can meditate the truth. So, what Jesus is saying today is many of us, many people shy away from him pull away from him because they think they have to give things up for Jesus. And you do temporarily. But then as Jesus said to to the disciples, if the rich man would have, you know, he said, you know, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, you know the commandments. And he said, yeah, I do all those. And then he said, well, there's one thing you lack. There's one thing you lack. And that is to go and to do his will, right? Give your stuff to the poor. Sell your stuff. Give the money to the poor and walk the walk I walk. That's what he told that man to do. And then he said, whatever we give up for him, then he's going to bless us beyond more than we can ask or think. In this lifetime, he said. And so that temporary time where it seems like you're going without, 
I mean, that must, that was like the darkest day of that man's life. Look how hard he worked to get all his stuff. And that's where we get stuck. Look how hard you work to get to that place that you are. And then you meet Jesus and he asks you to give it up and then people walk away just like the rich man. But like, you know, if you don't have that much, it's not that hard to walk away. Even though like for me, when he asked me to quit my job, I'm like, well, I'm already in trouble here. So how is this going to go? And he paid my debt because I did what he told me to do. And he's, he already paid our debt. But we got to walk in that truth by living our life his way and believing above what we can do on our own. And that's what Jesus wants you to know. He wants you to know that you don't have to lean on yourself. You don't have to live within your means, but you can live by faith. And yeah, it starts with that dark moment, that dark day where Jesus is asking you to give it away. And then in that little bit of time where you're without and, you know, you have the opportunity, the enemy's going to come and try to get you to quit and give up, and you have the opportunity to keep believing beyond what you can see, keep believing that it's not dark, it's going to get brighter, and hang out with Jesus and let him encourage you and let him show you what is about to come if you keep believing. Then you will see it. And you will be stronger and you'll go grow closer and closer to him because of what he did. The more he does for me, the more I can believe him for the more impossible things. And, and some things take really, really long, it seems like, but it's because I'm growing. I'm being recreated in his likeness. And you got to have that part recreated in his likeness, born anew, living a whole different way. We are his own, his handiwork, recreated in his likeness, born anew that we may do those good works. We're born like him so we could go and do the good he does. And the result of that is that we're going to be on that path, that narrow path that leads to eternity. Without him, we're lost. So that's the message I have for you today. If you never invited him in, he said in Revelation 3.20, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you will heed his voice, if you'll do what he asks you to do, if you lay it all down, then he's going to come in and live on the inside of you and recreate you in his likeness and put you on that narrow path that leads to the true good life, the really, really true good life that lasts forever, forever and ever. The life here that you think is so good that you did by yourself, you worked so hard to get, that you're willing to give up, will be taken from you on that day. The enemy has you on this path where he plans on taking all the good for you because you're so focused on your stuff. Then when Jesus comes, he's going to seem like a thief. And you're going to hate it that he even came because this life here ends. And you're going to go from this fancy rich house to hell. Well, there's no water, not even a drop of water. The, the rich man that was dressed in purple, he left a beggar by his door. And in hell, and Lazarus was in heaven, and he could see him. He was asking him just for a drop of water. He was asking that he could just touch his tongue with a drop of water. So go from all that stuff to nothing. 
Let's ask Jesus to come live on the inside of us and change our lives and trust him and see the truth. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are good. You are in love with us, and we thank you that you want to change our life for good, not just for a little while, but forever. What we see is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. Show us that eternal way. Show us how to get on that narrow path. Help us to heed your voice. Help us to understand that you're not just a quick prayer, but you are a relationship. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you for teaching us. And we submit to your voice. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. I hope that you said that prayer, and I hope that you meant it, and you're going to lay your old life down and walk the new life. And remember, there's that time where it's going to seem like you gave it up for nothing. The devil's going to try every lie he can to get you to go back to your old life. Or not to give it up to begin with. Repent. The kingdom of God is near. He's coming. We don't have much time to get it together. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.